are listening to the WBAI Evening News, Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper website, celebrating 20 publishing this fall. I'm John Tarleton, the Indies Editor-in-Chief. You can find our latest coverage at independent.org. That's I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-E-N-T dot O-R-G. Our October print edition hit the streets last week, and you can find it in our red and white news boxes on a street corner near you here in the city. In our first segment, we look at uh, – uh, delve into another aspect of uh, the COVID crisis as concerns about a second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic returning to New York are growing as the percentage of those testing positive continue to tick upwards. On Sunday, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced he would impose new restrictions on businesses in 20 hotspot neighborhoods in Brooklyn and Queens. Today, he was overruled by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who announced he would not allow the business restrictions to be implemented at this time, but instead would close schools in nine hard-hit zip codes in Brooklyn and Queens. If New York City is slammed by a second wave of the pandemic this fall and winter, it will need all the hospital capacity it can muster. However, that fact has not altered a plan initiated by Governor Cuomo that would shut down the Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Center by the end of the year. Located at 585 Schenectady Avenue in East Flatbush, Kingsbrook is a safety net hospital that serves a mostly low-income population. Its closing would come on the heels of more than a dozen hospital closings in New York City since 2000. Overall, New York State has lost 21,000 hospital beds during that same time, which proved to be disastrous at the height of the pandemic this past spring. Joining us this evening to talk about the situation at Kingsbrook is Joanne Brown, a registered dietitian who works on the acute care floors at the hospital. Joanne, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, first of all, for our listeners, uh, can you uh, describe uh, who Kingsburg serves and the role it plays in the community and also uh, the role it played this spring when the pandemic was at its height? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the population that Kingsburg Church Medical serves is what you would find in uh, many communities safe in that hospital. Um, in this case, DIPOC, and um, for this hospital, largely a West Indian and Caribbean immigrant uh, community. Um, many of these patients have been come to this hospital for a very long time. Um, we find we have mostly older adults who are about 50 uh, years old or older. Um, our patients have many comorbidities, including um, diabetes, hypertension, chronic kidney disease. Um, they have suffered. Uh, coronary artery disease or stroke, and as you can imagine, um, our patient population with their comorbidities was very, very hard hit by COVID-19. And, and to um, what length did you all have to go to uh, treat your patients? I understand you all had to repurpose uh, almost every the square inch of the hospital that was uh, available? Well, that's correct. So we started with 100. We start with 163 acute care beds on several med- medical and surgical floors. Uh, during the surge, it was a completely all of those beds were taken up by patients that needed care. Um, and in fact, we did repurpose the uh, inpatient uh, acute rehabilitation floor, which is an additional 40 beds. Um, those re- residents, from, those rehab residents, um, partnered with our medical residents and were able to absorb an additional 40 patients. So we surged our bed capacity to about 200. Um, 
our ED was also over overwhelmed. Um, we have a normal uh, license center that's 78 beds, and on a very high day during the pandemic in spring, we might have had maybe 100 100 people uh, at at our uh, doors in the ED. That's an increase of about 28 percent. Um, now, I just want to note that um, there was some meetings that occurred on September 24th. It was the Public Health and Health Planning Committee. Um, this is where One Brooklyn Health System uh, filed their application to become a legal merger with all three hospitals. Um, the committee asked um, the administrators uh, what, what, how, what percentage of the beds were open during the surge, um, and the um, uh, the administrators replied that 20, about 25% of the beds were left open. Um, and the, the Department of Health representative quickly chimed in and said, according to the HERDS data, uh, that was 22% of our beds were left open. Now, um, I'm not sure if this is a, a sluggish reporting to the HERDS system because we were so overwhelmed. Perhaps the administrators did not get the data in in a timely fashion. Or they were counting, or they were counting our site beds, which we actually closed. So if you do the math, and for those site beds that were closed during the surge, in order to um, repurpose the staff from the psychiatric units down to the medical surge units, uh, that 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 number makes sense. Yeah, 22% of the actual beds in the in the in were, were open, but they were not usable for COVID patients. I see now. When we look at this, uh, the potential closure of, of Kingsbrook, uh, now it, it, the boosters of this are, are calling it a, a transformation, not a closure. But can you describe uh, what all would be lost uh, if, if this plan goes through in terms of the services that the hospital currently provides? Well, let me just give you a clear definition, okay? A closed hospital, as defined by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Office of the Inspector General, is a facility that stops providing general, short-term, acute inpatient care. The systematic elimination of medical surgical beds at Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Center fits this definition. So only after each of those beds that provides acute care inpatient service is closed, can a transformation to outpatient and ambulatory care occur? So you are, in fact, eliminating, as per the definition, that service in order to transform the space to accommodate what the plan entails. Um, so what will remain after um, the medical surgical beds are closed um, and phased out, we'll have 40 physical medical rehabilitation facilitation beds. Those are beds that accommodate uh, patients for other facilities that come to our facility for intensive rehabilitation. Perhaps they had a stroke or some other, or even COVID-19. We've had a few of those. Um, and then the rest of the space is going to be transformed to outpatient and ambulatory services, but we're just not clear on that timeline. So, um, you know, that has a big impact on um how jobs are going to be funneled into the transformed space of Kingsbrook. And I, I just want to bring up some language that uh, was in the application before uh, the PHHC for the legal merger. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we only have a, a, a couple more minutes, so I, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but this uh, so-called transformation, uh, if it went through, uh, would that mean that uh, Kingsbrook would uh, no longer be able to service uh, uh, people who uh, 
are having, you know, acute COVID-19 uh, symptoms and, and need care? So likely if uh, they were brought to our emergency department, which will still be in service, they would uh, be stabilized. Um, but once the acute care beds upstairs were closed, um, they would not be sent in the same facility for care. They would be transferred to another facility. So perhaps uh, two thir- a third will go to another OBS hospital, Interfaith or Brookdale. Um, if they're overwhelmed, perhaps they'll go to another facility downstate Kings, um, or Kings County. Now, of course, these hospitals uh, were overwhelmed in the spring, and so that could happen again. Um, so we just have a little bit of time, but one, one thing that uh, has caught my eye in all of this uh, as these plans uh, go forward, uh, that there's a, a real estate developer who's also a major uh, Andrew Cuomo campaign donor who is in the thick of all this. Um, can you just say a little bit about that and then uh, let people know how they can find out um, you can get in touch with uh, uh, you and other other folks that are, are fighting this uh, closure? Yeah, so part of the Vital vital Brooklyn plan and the transformation of the campus of Kingsbrook was to um, RFP request for proposal, the buildings on the site that were initially um, administrative buildings, and those are going to be um, uh, repurposed or torn down and rebuilt for affordable housing. I'm not quite sure what the schedule of affordable housing based on the AMI is going to be, but um, yes, um, Alexander Roth is uh, a billionaire heavily invested in real estate in Brooklyn, and he was appointed to uh, the head of the board of directors of One Brooklyn Health System. Um, so it remains to be seen. Uh, my understanding is that the housing is going to be 100% affordable. It's just a matter of tiers. Um, but, you know, plans change. Yeah, they sure do. Uh, in, in between what, what's uh, promoted when they want to get these, uh, these things imp- uh, approved and then what uh, ultimately happens. Uh, so last of all, uh, real quick uh, before you have to go, how, how can people uh, get in touch with you and, and find out more about this and how they can get involved if, if they want to? Uh, try to fight to save this hospital? Uh, we have a, a petition that's circulating, circulating, but if you want to reach us directly, we have an email address. Again, we're just a small grassroots group of staff that really just want to see the hospital stay open throughout uh, an impending second sur- surge. So we can be uh, reached at an email address, uh, one word, beds, not, body, bags, at gmail.com. B-E-D-S-N-O-T-B-O-D-Y-D-A-G-S at gmail.com. All right. Well, that's what we there. Joanne Brown, Joanne Brown, healthcare worker at the Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Center, East Flatbush. Thank you for joining us this evening on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your help. You bet.